Hey, y'all. Real quick before I hit play on this episode of Familypreneur for you, I want to be sure that you know that I have a brand new podcast available for you to check out. It's called Just Marketing, and you can find it on this podcast platform. Go ahead and search for Just Marketing and hit subscribe so you don't miss anything. Then come back here and listen to this episode of Familypreneur. It'll still be here waiting for you. Welcome to Familypreneur, the podcast for parent entrepreneurs raising kidpreneurs. It's time for your weekly dose of inspiration and actionable tips to build your business and find better balance, all while strengthening your family. And now we'd like to introduce your host. She's my mom and the bomb.com, Meg Brunson. Hey there, and thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Familypreneur podcast. Today's guest is an 18-year-old author, international speaker, philanthropist, and girls' education advocate. Starting her company at nine years old has allowed her to build an international social good brand that creates opportunities for girls and women across the globe via STEM and entrepreneurial education. The Zandra brands include the Zandra TLC Foundation, Zandra Plant-Based Skincare, Zandra Brand Publishing, and Young Mobile Prep School. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to Zandra Cunningham, who is also joined by her mother, Tamara Zantel, who has extensive knowledge in launching an international brand, generating revenue, partnership development, and preparing young moguls for success. Tamara is now the founder of Raising a Mogul LLC, where she works as a brand strategist and coach, supporting parents with the confidence, knowledge, and tools they need to raise young moguls. Hi, Tamara. Hi, Zandra. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having us. Hello, hello. We're excited to be here. Thank you. Oh, I can't wait. I feel like I have heard about Zandra Beauty somewhere. Now, I don't know where, but I feel like I've known about you for a while. (laughs) Can you tell me a little bit about when the business started and how that all came to be? Um, Yes, absolutely. So I started back in 2009 when I was nine. I, as a young girl, I was really obsessed with lip balm, lip gloss, anything that could moisturize or make my lips super shiny. That was me. And I would bug my dad up until every day before he went out to work um, and ask him to buy me a new one because I would just use them so much, go through them really fast. And one day he told me no. And that no really just inspired me to figure out where lip balm came from and figure out how I can get what I wanted. If it wasn't going to come from him, it was going to come from somewhere. And uh, eventually it came from me, from me actually making it. So uh, my mom's kind of found me um, researching and watching YouTube videos on lip balm and how it was made. And then she ordered me a kit. Yeah, a couple months later, and I made my first pink bubblegum lip balm. And I would like pass around my grandfather's church and just to show everybody what I was making. And one Sunday, a lady gave me a dollar for hers. And that was when my break the moment happened. Where I was like, oh, snap, it's not going to make money off of this. And that just inspired me to transition that hobby into a into a business and learn more about entrepreneurship and, and what that really meant. Um, and then over the years, I've been able to progress um, as a maker and create a whole line of different skincare products. So we progress from just making lip balm. Now we do soaps, lotions, sugar scrubs, facial cleansers, and all these other amazing skin loving products. But also um, I've been able to 
do really amazing things. So we rebranded the company into Xandra Beauty in 2015. And ever since then, we've been landing in a lot of major retail stores. So we're in stores across the nation, such as Target, Whole Foods, Wegmans, Marzulli Online, where Paper Source, we're a lot. So the business has grown, grown a lot. That is amazing. Now, can you help me with math? How old are you now? Because I know you just said what year at launch and how old you were, but I'm not that quick with my math. So I'm 18. So you've accomplished a lot in your childhood. Now, before I ask your mom some questions, I want to know, do you feel at all like you missed anything by being focused on a business? I know sometimes I hear people that say you should let kids be kids. Sometimes it's different because I feel like we're so quick to say like what a, a normal teenage life should look like, but normal is really just what we're used to, what we see and what you do day to day. So everybody's experience is different. And mine was definitely different from many, I guess you can say in regards to like a lot of things my friends were doing. So yes, I feel sometimes like I missed out on, I guess the traditional aspect, like my high school experience was different in regards to the schools and me being homeschooled and then me not being able to walk across the stage for graduation, like little, I guess, milestones. I'll be like, praise now. But like, it was just, but I've also been able to do amazing things that adults don't even get to do in their lifetime. So it's, it's definitely been a different experience, but I don't want to say I missed out on a lot of things because, but I do, I had had those days where I'm just like, I'm missing out on parties. I'm missing out on, I guess, things that my friends will experience because I'll be out of town working or something like that. But then I have my parents who just say, relax, that is not that serious. And when they're all trying to figure out their lives when they're 21, you'll already be set. And then that's to be your time to, to play hard and really explore and travel and do what you really want to do. I, I don't want to say I, I regret anything or I missed out on top of things because I did go to some things. I went to prom and homecoming and stuff, but the experience was definitely different. I think that that was a great answer. I loved hearing you break that down from your perspective. I think it's totally normal, right? We all kind of see things that we don't have and we want them. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that we're missing anything. You can still have a really amazing childhood that's just different from the norm. And I love that. And I think your mom's totally right because you are leaps and bounds above where the traditional, typical 18 year old is like you've definitely got that foundation built now Tamara I'd love to hear from your perspective like when she first came to you wanting lip gloss my guess is that like if it was me I would just think I was buying her a craft kit like at what point did you did it hit you that you had just sparked this entrepreneurial light inside of her Actually, that's exactly what I thought. I was just buying her a craft kit and I was thinking, you know, I took it one step further. It was a craft kit for us. So it was an opportunity for us to spend a weekend together, mommy daughter time, you know, because I was working a lot and, you know, a lot of us are trying to, you have multiple children in the household and you're trying to do it all. So I was like, oh, this is a great thing to kind of force us to slow down and spend some time together on something that she's really passionate about. Um, But that quickly uh, grew into more than just a weekend experience, obviously. (laughs) And (laughs) I realized that it was going to be much more once she realized that she could make much more or, you know, make much more of it of the uh, in regards to turning it into an actual business and also financially as well. You know, once she realized that there was money attached to it, it was like, okay, wait a minute. You know, at that age, dollars are a lot. So it's like, well, how many do I need to sell in order for me to go to the dollar store and buy what I want to buy, you know? And then 
that, you know, and then as the more she sold, her idea of what she could do increased, you know? So once she started to be more serious about it and want to learn more, I got more serious about it. And did you have an entrepreneurial background or how did you figure out those steps? I I, want to say yes, because as a child, my, my parents were entrepreneurs, not in the traditional sense. They, you know, they were, they had jobs, but my father was a disc jockey and that was his main thing. And as a disc jockey growing up in Boston, you know, disc jockeys had to book themselves. So like he was a ring announcer at boxing matches. He, you know, he actually met my mother being um, the voice at a fashion show that she was running because my mother was a model. So he also had to find other work. So like that was his thing, you know? So I learned that kind of grit from my parents. And also my brothers and I, um, we always had a candy store on our front porch. My mother would take us to like, what would be like Sam's club or Costco. Now I don't care what it was called when I was little and we'd buy boxes of treats and we would sell them after school to our friends. So that was my first entrepreneurial experience. Like I understood that you could buy things at low cost and sell them, you know, at a, at a, for profit. So, but I didn't really understand I, I, that didn't carry, it was ingrained in me, but it wasn't what I considered when I thought about her, starting a business. I don't know what I was thinking at the time. I was just like, I'm a parent all these kids. And now this girl wants to start a business. What is this going to look like? So, I mean, so it was in me. So it came out of me. Um, and then at the time I also was working in corporate America. And so I was, I started working with her in business as well. Cause I'm like, well, if I can do this, this is, you know, I'm taking risk over here. Let me take some risk over here as well. So I would say it kind of was intertwined. You know, the entrepreneurship was in me, but I definitely believe that Xander's experience and her desire to do what she was so serious about pulled it all That's out. That's amazing. For sure. And how many other siblings do you have, Xandra? Um, there's five of us total, so it's four. Are you the, where do you fall in the birth order? Are you oldest or? I'm the second youngest. Did she sound so happy about that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I have a younger brother. I have a younger brother. Um, we're exactly one year apart. And then, um, a brother who's three years older, and then LJ is older, older. Oh, wow. He's 24. 24, and then Sadie's is 26. So are the other, are your other siblings also entrepreneurial, or do they help in your business? Not necessarily. So Josiah has definitely the entrepreneurial spirit. Um, he's still trying to figure out what exactly is, what his thing is going to be. And then James is a football player, so his thing is football and sports. Um, LJ is the same way, football and sports. And then my sister, she has the entrepreneur spirit. So right now we're working together to um, build up a clothing line that's going to be launching soon. But even with that, she has it, but then it's not full on mode like how I am. So it's still like a learning process as we go. Because <laughs> we, I think she's more of a, a creative with all the ideas instead of a person who implements yeah. yeah who implements it all and like actually sits sits down and like maps it out and plans it out and takes the steps to do it you're having a crazy idea and we'll do it like for two days and then it'll be like let's move on to something else so so it's kind of insecure <laughs> and I feel like that's how my oldest daughter is like she'll have an idea and we'll work it for a little while then she moves on to something else but I don't think there's any way to do entrepreneurship wrong I think it's just growth because I definitely used to be like that, especially when I was younger in regards to that's why we rebranded the company when I was, I definitely 
used to have all these like, oh, we're going to make cupcakes. So we're going to make this and we'll make a small batch of it. And then I will move on. I would get the satisfaction of being able to create it. And then I wouldn't want to make it again or make a scent like that again. And the problem was that people would come back a month later and be like, oh, can I have this? And I'd be like, no, we're not making that anymore. So that was, um, so it was definitely something that you just have to grow with. And once you understand the foundation of business and what that means, where it's not all about you all the time and how you feel sometimes. So, um, and more uh, more about your customers and getting them what they need and what they want. So. so is that what kind of helped you to stick with this one business? Was that recognition that your customers wanted it and you could provide it for them? Yes. I would say the customer feedback in regards to the products and how good it was. Because I feel like initially people just wanted to support just because of how young I was and they thought it was amazing, blah, 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 blah. Then they'll come back and be like, oh, the product is actually really good. But then also during the time, 2009, 2010, there wasn't a product on the market targeting people in my demographic who had sensitive skin that had the cool flesh packaging, but was also made with plant-based ingredients. We weren't on the natural wave then. We were just taking whatever commercial products that they were advertising to us. And if it worked, it didn't work. We didn't really know why it wasn't working. Probably because it was had all that toxins in it that was killing us. But now people are starting to become more aware of the things that are in their food, things that are in the products. So I feel like that's another reason why it's been, why I kept going with it. Because there wasn't another product out there. And if I if I can solve a need for me, I'm Let's believe there's other girls like me who needed a product like that. Awesome. And now when you first started, you were making these things, I assume, like in your kitchen or in your house somewhere. Are you still making the products or have you grown and scaled beyond that point? We definitely scaled. So we're right now we are um, in the transition. 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 <laughs> of taking, uh, moving out of like uh, making it by hand and moving into mass production and outsourcing because right now the demand is just too high and I'm not making thousands of things anymore by hand. And But we absolutely have to keep it. But we have done it before. We, we have, have a full manufacturing facility and fulfillment yeah. center here in Buffalo, um, facility in Buffalo, New York. So everything we've done, the thousands of units that we've sent out to Target and to we've other major retailers, we have staff and we we have the capability of, of mass manufacturing, but right now, since she, like she said, we're transitioning, it's scaling so quickly, we're going to start the outsourcing process. Yes. We're years away from the kitchen now. Thank goodness. <laughs> well, I think it's amazing how, how much experiences you both have got to have over these past nine years or so. I mean, just the growth and scaling that you've experienced so far and where it's going to be going in the coming years is is crazy. And you've taken it kind of a step further because now you're also helping other parent managers of child entrepreneurs, right? Can you tell me about that transition? Absolutely. So, you know, one of the the hardest parts of my experience with parenting a teenpreneur, kidpreneur, really a kidpreneur, because that's where she started, or a child that had a huge idea was um, not being able to really have a conversation with anybody else about it. You know, that, you know, we all know as entrepreneurs, it's a, it's a lonely 
place to be anyways. But then when you add in the parenting piece and then, you know, having a partner or, or not having a partner or, you know, possibly being a single parent, having a household to run, having a nine to five possibly, or trying to start your own business. There's all these different factors that come into play. Then you have a child that is dealing with similar issues as well, you know, in regards to their relationships with peers at school. And do they talk about the business or not? Are they making any money standing at a vending event for hours? These are all different unique issues that come up for our unique, the parent manager only, let me say that. So it was lonely to say the least. So I really wanted to, I had a desire to connect with other parents and I also had a desire to connect Xander to other kids that spoke her language, you know, and that she was experiencing. So our families and everybody else didn't, those, the people that thought we were crazy or was too much, you're pushing her. This is, this is never, it's never going to happen. You know, the naysayers or the people that just didn't get it we would have other people that we could lean on and connect with. And I, so what I did, it it was like 2011, 2012. I would never forget it. I want to say it was 12 because that was when we really were um, committed to leveling up Xandra. Oh, it was actually as a rise. It was a different company at the time. We hadn't rebranded yet, but we knew that she knew she wanted the products to be on the shelf of stores like Target. So in order for us to do that, you know, a level up, uh, you know, a whole system, a whole situation had to happen. But I said to myself, I was like, if I ever get to the point where people are interested enough in her success to ask questions to me about how I help support her, that I, if I ever became important enough, you know, as her parent managers, but the person behind the scenes, because, you know, it was always about Zandra. And it was like, oh, you know, I would show up and nobody would ever talk to me. I was like, I'm going to create a platform for parents just like me, giving them the opportunity the, and the, um, the permission to stand out in front and kind of take control of this situation and also to connect with other parents like us. So that was, Raising a Mogul was in me from then. And once I retired in 2016, um, the fall of 2016, yeah, because she was 16, mm-hmm. I retired from my corporate job so I can work for Xandra full time. I, I made it my business to make, to turn, to, to launch Raising a Mogul into a full experience and consulting firm so that I can connect parent managers across the globe. And then what type of, you've got an event coming up, but like what type of events or offerings do you, do you have within Raising a Mogul? Okay, so we've been full blown and excited. It's, it's just grown so much in the last two years. We have nine chapter partners. We have a chapter in Atlanta, which is huge. We have a chapter in California, South Carolina, North Carolina, Tennessee, Grenada, Germany. It's like this thing is it's it's huge and it's such a it's just amazing to watch it just take form. Which lets me know that people need this, right? So the things that we offer is we have a full blown consulting firm where we help parents and their young moguls build their business. Is from the ground up. So whether that looks like social media or marketing um, or just, you know, strategics to the launch of the, the scale. We also, um, I also offer different programs like group coaching programs for the parents that are like trying to get their kids from here to there. I support with getting the products into retail stores. Um, Xandra comes in and works with the kids from now, from time to time, depending on what their needs are. We have a free community on Facebook for those that just want to be a part of the community, um, connect with other parent managers, collaborate, you know, um, and build those, those relationships so that when you travel and you go to an 
you know, to an event, you already know the people in the room, you know, that changes the trajectory, trajectory of everything that we're doing. We also have um, our Raising a Mogul Summit that's coming up. It's going to be the first time ever because it's the Raising a Mogul Family Business Summit that is happening in Atlanta, Georgia, June 29th through the 30th. It's, I'm so excited about it because this has never been done before. It's the first time a um, event is catering to the serious parent manager and their young mogul. So it's going to be a full weekend of amazing speakers like Miss Meg Brunson that are going to come and uh, train our, our families and the young people together, the parents and the kids together on um, marketing, on, you know, what's the funnel? What does our social media look, need to look like? How do we structure the business? What if my child wants to write a book? What if my child wants to be a speaker? How do we get started? So we're, we're, we're connecting with the parents whose children just have this idea and they're ready to launch something amazing. And also to um, connect with the families that have launched something, but they're ready to scale and, and giving them the um, information they need so that they can actually make a profit and make sure that these businesses are building, growing so that they can create the family legacy that they're hoping. And for. I, I was so excited to learn about this summit. I'm not an event planner, but this is something that I've been like thinking about. So I'm so glad that you're doing it because I don't want to do it. Um, (laughs) I want to just show up and have it be amazing. And it looks like, I mean, it's coming together beautifully. So I definitely encourage, especially, I mean, I'm flying in from Phoenix, so there's really no excuses, but especially if you're in that area, you know, Georgia, Florida, take the drive up and and experience it. I love conferences. Like you said, it's that feeling you can feel very isolated. You know, I've podcasted about that before Mm -hmm. and getting out to these conferences and meeting people in person, even once a year, meeting them in person and then fostering those relationships online, you know, the other 12 months of the year, it, it changes you as a person and you as an entrepreneur. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm really excited for all of our communities to come together and to meet each other, you know, so a lot of us are connecting and, you know, supporting each other virtually. So when you bring that same energy and excitement into one room, it's just going to be a game changer. It it really is. So I'm super grateful that you're going to be there as a speaker and you're going to pour into our families um, with your expertise. And they're very, very excited um, to meet you as well. So Zandra, what's your take on raising a mogul? How have you enjoyed that process? I think the best part about it is that, you know, like how you have those stories and the ideas of like literally everything she said in regards to she had that moment where it was like, when this business blows up and everybody wants to ask my questions, I'm going to be that person to give them all the information. I'm not going to be closed minded and just turn away and just be secretive about it because we're scared that someone's going to copy or just, just being closed off to people. She said, we weren't, she was like, we're not going to be those type of people. I'm not going to be that type of person. And to actually see that, it, to see that and have it implemented through and then all of a sudden you see it just grow. It's amazing. And people wonder why Xandra turned into the way it is and why I am the way I am. Duh. <laughs> well, thank you, um, man. She's never told me that before. No, Aww. I I think literally, it's literally like um, you fulfilling your purpose and what you, I think the way she raised all of us, um, all of my siblings who are amazing kids. 
And <laughs> just ask um, her. <laughs> my mindset is different and just how he's raised. I mean, being, and it takes so much and like hearing what your friends go through and, and hearing these different stories of people telling from their perspective. And then it just makes you make me feel like, oh my goodness, I'm so blessed based on how I was raised and who I was raised by just based off of the little things that she instilled in all, in all of us. And to see that she's going to be doing that and helping out other parents because raising a teen entrepreneur is not an easy task for the teenager or for the parent. So being so the way that we figured out how to make, make it work for our family and figured out for us in our relationship and being part uh, being uh, a mother daughter, but then also being business partners or being involved in business is definitely, it's definitely weird, but it's something that is not, is not impossible. Um, we hear all the time that you don't mix business in with family or don't mix business with personal things. And um, I feel like, We've been a, we've shown that we are living proof that it's possible and that there's a way to to build a, a multi million dollar company with just family <laughs> and seeing what that that looks like. So I think the summit is going to be amazing. Like she said, um, it's going to be a way for all of us to connect because during a time where, like she said, it was really lonely, especially being a kid and not having anybody. We literally had to drive six hours or hours and take a flight to go meet another kid entrepreneur. And even then that was weird. So <laughs> being able to um, now see it grow into all these other kids being inspired and their parents willing to support and pour and figure and actually say like, I want to support my kid, but I don't know how that's something that a lot of parents you don't see often. A lot of parents will just feel like they know everything and don't, don't know what to do, but they're too scared to ask for help. So seeing that parents are now becoming open to see that it's possible and wanting to learn and wanting to, to learn more and do more for their kid is, is amazing. So I think that this, it was definitely a need for it. And um, it's going to be amazing. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, for sure. So tell me where people can get tickets to the summit and where they can learn more about you and Xander Beauty. So you can check out the website and see the products all on Um My email is Xandra at Xandra Beauty. Um, if you have any questions or anything like that, um, and then all my social media outlets are all at Xandra Beauty. So you can check out our Instagram and see what we're doing. Yeah. Instagram is hot. So for me, you can find me online at Tamara Zantel, T-A-M-A-R-A, Zantel, Z-A-N-T-E-L-L, or at Raising a Mogul. Information, um, our Raising a Mogul Facebook page has all the speakers. We've been promoting like crazy and all the information. And you can also go to Raising a Mogul Summit dot com and um, get the full itinerary, a breakdown of what to expect, the workshops, the the co-working sessions or labs we're calling them because we're actually going to do some work and you get all that information. And if you have any questions, shoot me a message. I'm I'm available and excited to connect with as many families. Oh, as well, thank you so much. I know you guys are busy, so I'm glad you had time to squeeze me in. And I cannot wait to meet you guys in person in just a few weeks in Atlanta. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much, Meg, for the opportunity. This has been amazing. And I appreciate you sharing us with your community and agreeing to to support ours. Thank you. Of course. You'll find all of the links mentioned in this week's episode and the show notes at megbrunson.com slash Zandra. Are you in the Familypreneur community? If not, I encourage you to check us out. We are at familypreneurcommunity.com and we've got some big changes happening around here. Within the Familypreneur community, you're going to get exclusive access to podcast guests, 
You're going to listen to recordings and see videos before they're released through iTunes and the general podcasting public. So definitely head over to familypreneurcommunity.com and get ready to connect with other parent entrepreneurs who are raising entrepreneurial kids. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode today, and we'll talk soon. us a favor share this podcast to a friend it's like my mom always says sharing is caring